Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to the Double Doink. Tonight is episode nine, and we are here with my fellow doink, Dave. Hello, everybody. And we're going to be talking things, all things wrestling. Wrestling. So, now, before that, we have a little bit of announcement to do. Uh, as you can hear, I am not sick anymore. I'm still getting over it, getting over everything. I still have a slight little bit lost voice, but it is what it is. It's back enough to uh, record the show tonight. So I'm just making sure I'm not popping real quick, but I think I should be good. If I see anything, I'll fix it. Um, we got a busy night tonight because mm-hmm. we uh, uh, we have NXT UK because we're going to be putting those the former week when we record this. Um, so NXT UK, Friday Night SmackDown, Raw, NXT and AEW, as well as a little bit of news that I will get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll also, when I get into the news later, that'll announce something new coming to the Double Doink. Sounds family fun. kind of thing. Sounds awesome. So we're going to jump right into NXT UK. Now, I caught a little bit of it. I caught a lot of the recap stuff, but okay. I didn't actually catch the full show because it's really tough with how busy I am lately because we're trying to get ready to go to Philly. Oh, I know. So there's a lot of, lot going around, going on right now, so we got a lot to do. So on the October 17th, NXT UK, we had a match between uh, a Ilja Dragunov and Saxon Huxley. It was a back-and-forth match. Um, and what Wolf was out on the outside, um, he was watching on, it was meant to be Dragunov versus Wolf, but Wolf was not cleared to be competing. Yeah, he's still not clear, isn't he? So, yeah, he's still a little bit hurt, but it is what it is. Um, after that, we had Imperium taking on the hunt. That was a fun match. Primeape and Boar are really, really good wrestlers. Um, big, big, good big men, which is always fun. But Imperium won with the European uppercut. Off the top, yeah, kind of spinning thing. Yep, that's such a good move. Yeah, like I've told you in the past, <coughs> I believe anything that comes off the top rope should essentially just be a match ender. Yeah, you know, I I went back and I looked over some of the notes we've had in previous weeks and how people kick out of these top rope moves and or people don't use top rope moves as finishes. The fact that Imperium uses it as yeah. their tag team finisher, it's it re- it's a great finish. It it reminds me a lot of the old um, Legion of Doom finisher. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's you, really know, good. you know it's over as soon as that move happens. And that's the nice thing about Imperium. No, one's, no one should ever kick out of that move. Yeah. Um, after that, we had a match between Nina Samuels and Zaya Brookside. I know Zaya, I think, has been fighting an injury for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a major injury that set her up for months, but it was an injury that kind of set her aside a little bit. She got a good win. She got a good needed win. Um, it'll start building her up in the NXT Women's Division. Which is um, probably the best wrestling division across yeah. every brand going right now. The women's division. The NXT women's division. Yeah, the NXT women's division. In particular. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that, we had a Jordan Devlin promo. He came out to the rings. It was blah, blah, blah the whole time. Just kind of kind of talking a lot of crap. Out comes Dave Mastiff Whoa. to shut him up. Um, and, and Devlin tries to get a cheap shot in. Mastiff just lays him out. Oh, yeah. Which, that's it's what's going to happen. And then your main event. Gallus defeating the Welsh boys for the NXT UK Tag Team Champions. It was a very exciting back and forth match. These two teams can put on a hell of a show with brooms. Yeah. But like we're talking about wrestlers that can go with brooms. Mark Andrews, um Flash Morgan Webster, uh the Mastiff Brothers. So this was uh, no, not the Mastiff Brothers, the uh um Coffee Brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wolfgang, these guys can put on matches. So well, the nice thing is, you know, this is kind of what we talked about when the uh, Welsh boys first won their uh, 
the tag titles. Yeah. They were going to be the transition into Gallus. Yeah. And it's, we, we said this months ago. Yeah. I mean, probably episode two, episode three, when the Welsh boys yeah. actually won the titles. Yep. We knew that they were going to eventually transition to Gallus. And I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but we knew it was going to happen. Well, we no, knew because heels are better with heels belts are better on. with belts. Chasers are better as faces. Yes, face or chasers. Face or chasers. Now we're going to move on to Friday Night SmackDown. Now, if you guys remember last week, we mentioned that our SmackDown and Raw recaps are going to kind of become a little bit more compact. Instead of talking about the whole thing because it's five hours of wrestling that we try and squish into two hours of a show. Plus, we talk about UK, NXT, and AEW now. The main wrestling that we're really focused on is the uh, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, Night Wars. Wars. Definitely. And Friday Night SmackDown and Raw, they both have their ups and up up points, but they're not super great wrestling. It's not super great shows not right yet. now. Not yet. Not yet. It's going to get there. Heyman's influence on Raw really showed this week. Yeah. It was, it was a good comeback for Raw, but SmackDown had several strong story points that happened yeah. throughout the show, which were really nice, really good callbacks to old things that happened, new things they're building to. I really yeah. enjoyed I really enjoyed this week's SmackDown. All right, so starting the show, um, the show started with a IC title match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns, which Nakamura's a great champion. He, not only is he a great champion, this is the types of matches that he sh- should have been in Pretty much, yeah. He should be having these championship matches with these big names, not all the time. not small guys. Like, well, I mean, Mustafa Ali is not a small guy, but like he needs to be having like high. This this belt needs some oomph. Yeah, back it does. To it. It, it's been a it long really time does. since someone who's carried this belt has really given it any oomph. I mean, last time I think it was the Miz. Miz. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say the Miz. He was the last one to actually give this belt any kind of like notoriety. It reminds me of a lot a lot of like the U.S. Championship. Like, the last time I felt like it had notoriety was the open challenge from John Cena. I'm not saying that other people who have held the belt haven't done a good job. I'm just saying, like, when the Miz held that belt, it felt, like, super important because I felt like the championship that Miz had been chasing all this time. And Miz, I think, is tied for the most Yes, he's Yes, yeah, he's tied for the most. He's going to beat it. He should beat it, but that's only if, if, again... He moves back over to... Yeah, SmackDown. He's got to move back over to SmackDown, or the belt's got to move over to Raw, or something's got to happen. That's you know fishy, and it's not going yeah. to for a little while at least. Yeah. Um, that match ended in a uh, DQ finish because King Corbin came down, interfered, hit uh, Roman Reigns in the back of the head with a scepter. Loving it. Started the two of them beating up, and then D. Bryan comes down for the save. Yeah. Kind of saw that coming a little bit after their their previous interaction, but I kind of thought that wasn't yeah. only going to be against Rowan and yeah, after Harper the, thing. After the handshake and the hug at all, um, I thought that was, at Hell in a Cell, I thought that'd have been it. But no, I guess they're actually really pushing this as like a team kind of yeah. thing I, until one of them turns. Yeah, you know. which it's probably going to be Brian. It'll probably be Brian, but I mean, I wouldn't mind the, a heel turn from Reigns. The the crowd loves a face, Brian. Doesn't yeah. matter when he's a heel. I mean, he gets some really good reactions when he's a heel doing that whole eco-friendly thing. But, man, when he's a face, I don't think anybody else, anybody else could get a, a reaction like he did at WrestleMania 30. No. Like. I feel like that was probably the biggest pop of all time. Yeah. And, and it was just so um, organic is the word I'm looking for. I would say two of the biggest pops of all time have happened in the last five WrestleManias from 30 to 35. Okay. 30 with Brian winning the belt. Yep. And 33 when the Hardys returned. Yes. Yes. That Hard- was huge. Um, Which one was it when Rollins came out with the money in the bank? 31. Okay. 
that, that was, was big too. That was another big one. That was a huge moment too. Yes. Because who would who in the hell would have thought that no. Seth Rollins would have cashed in at Mania before the match was even over? Yeah. Making it a triple threat. <coughs> but it's good to see Brian going back, you know, making this 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 face, this face run again. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um I have next um I don't know what you have next on your list, but I have that Shorty G Gotta love Shorty Gable. Is now an official name. Yeah, we were saying that last week. Shorty Gable, Shorty G. I don't know what I think of it. It it sucks that it took this to get his push. It it really does. How's this? If Chad Gable's on TV, call him whatever you want, man. Let him wrestle. Because he he wiped the floor with Curtis Axel. Yeah, he's a great wrestler. Exactly. Him... Shelton Benjamin, you know who, Brock Lesnar. You know who upset, upsetfully I think is done? Who's that? Is Jason Jordan. Oh, yeah. I think he's 100% done after that neck injury. They're not going to let him return to ring. No, and he's never been cleared. And, you know, I don't really follow the the injury reports too closely, but maybe that's something we can start doing. You know, yeah. updating on injury reports maybe every, every you know, couple month of weeks. or so or something like that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good wrestlers who are out. You know, you're talking. Sheamus is still Sheamus out. Sheamus is still out. Jason Jordan, Paige who, you know, is never really going to be cleared again, but she hasn't been back ringside or anything like that for some time. Yeah. Ruby Riot's out. Um, Which I think Ruby just got cleared. Um, You have uh, Luke Hopper, who seems to have gone MIA since his whole little knee thing at yeah. Hell in a Cell. You haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, with these injury reports. But again, it sucks for Jason Jordan because Jason Jordan looked like, looked like the prototypical wrestler who could win a mid-card title holder for a while and maybe eventually yeah, move Yeah, I could see that. I could really see tier. that. But it's good for it's good for Gable to be on TV. It's good for him to be getting wins. <coughs> um, I don't know what's going on with the B team. Curtis Axel was in a singles. B team, B team, go, go, go. No, <laughs> no. I want to see. I, I I'd like to see Curtis Axel and uh, Bo Dallas have their own singles runs eventually again. Yeah, you know, use them for what they're good for. Yeah, which is they could they could. Give some bodies to the mid card title scene. Yeah, and they can they can win a couple of matches here and there. Yeah, but that's just to to set up the face to mm. win the win the final thing. Exactly. Uh, after that, we had a Miss TV segment. Great Miss TV segment. So, you and I were talking about this when it happened. That Bailey is the leader and Sasha's the follower. Yes, and Sasha is is. Calling back to a lot of the things Bailey said, yeah, which is, saying I'm here to support my best friend. Exactly, and it's just it it like I was saying before. This whole this is why I've kind of been given Raw and SmackDown a little bit of uh, levity with the fact that it seems like they're starting to get a little bit more consistent with their storytelling, and yeah. the fact that they're calling back to that line, yeah, that's that's quite a ways back too. Is is a great way to continue this arc for Bailey and the fact that her first contender for the belt is somebody who's calling Bailey out right at the beginning of the time when this was all happening mm-hmm. is a nice way to make this all kind of go full circle. Mm-hmm. You know, keep the belt on Bailey. I'm not saying that Nikki Cross doesn't deserve the belt. I would love Nikki Cross to have the belt. Yeah, but Bailey can't lose this early. No. Into she, this heel this, turn, in this, heel this run. He, this heel run has to go for a little while. This heel run has to go <coughs> so, I'd say even to Mania. Exactly, because if she holds the belt into Survivor Series, she faces Becky Lynch. That's champion versus champion. That would be really, really good. Um, if I was to ever get a wrestling tattoo, I would get what Bailey said: "Life oh. sucks, and then you die." What the hell PG booking is that? I know that's not PG booking. No, it's that's not. Paul Heyman booking. It is, and 
you know, with Bischoff not being not there anymore. Heyman's got his hands in the pot a little bit more. Yeah. And you can hear it in the writing. You can hear it in the promos. You can see it with the way that things are shot. Even some of the stuff that they kind of do, you know, after hours at like the performance center, like the whole Tyson Fury thing. I'm pretty that sure we're going to talk about later. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. Um, With him and Braun Strowman, it, it, it's very Heyman. And, and it's great because if there's one thing that I can remember growing up in mid to late 90s is... ECW was a credible threat to the other two. Oh, yeah. And, and what, the original ECW. Correct. With Heyman and Tommy Dreamer and Taz. RVD. And Sandman. Like, Sabu. It was insanity, but they had cut their little niche, and Heyman is the guy who cut that niche. Yeah, Heyman, and, Heyman has synony- is synonymous with Philadelphia because that's where the entire ECW went down. I know. We'll be there. We'll be there in about a week. As of recording this, in like nine days. I know. And it's gonna. It. It's one of those things. Listening to the way Bailey talks. Listen to the way everybody talks. It, it's all got. It's Heyman. a little more raw. Yeah, and the other the other side of it too is is you can tell the segments that Heyman's hands are in, and you can tell the segments in which Heyman is kind of just letting Vince like have his little fun, and we'll get to one of those segments on Raw yeah. because it's the one segment I I genuinely am hating right now, but you know it's just. Let's just keep Vince happy and do this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's let's make the boss happy. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about Nikki Cross, following that Miss TV segment, we had the six-pack challenge yep. for the women's number one contendership. Great match. There were some really good showings. Yeah. Nikki Carmella Cross. had a really good showing. Yeah. For a while, I thought Carmella was going to be the winner. But my girl, Nikki Cross. That cross body off the top rope crashing into everybody on the outside. That was really good. Yeah, great spot. I'm surprised Alexa wasn't in this match. Well, they didn't want to put Cross and Alexa because... They put Fire and Desire. They, yeah, but the thing is, is Fire and Desire seem to always be in these matches, and they always seem to ne- negate each other out. That's like, true. something happens to Mandy Rose, so then Sonya Deville's distracted, so Sonya Deville kind of just gets knocked out of the rest of the match. And something happens to Sonya, and Mandy Rose is distracted, and she kind of gets knocked out of the match. Okay, you know, fair enough. There's some other talents who I thought they maybe could have put in the match, like... <coughs> I know uh, if I'm correct about the way the draft worked out, the Usos are now on Raw... So that means Naomi's on Raw now. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I mean, if Naomi had been on SmackDown, I thought she would have been somebody who could have possibly been a body in this match versus yeah. doing both Fire and Desire. Because then you could have possibly had the run in from one of the other two to prevent somebody else from winning. It's just yeah. one of those things. It's semantics, but the match, the way it was booked, the way it was done all throughout, very well done. I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. Now, it. I've always had this thing when it comes to like uh, five ways or six pack challenges. I always feel like those matches should be elimination. Yeah, I because agree. I I get it. Like one person pins one other, but four people aren't involved. I feel like those matches should be run a little longer. Unless it's a triple threat. You if it's a triple threat, I get that. Yeah, but like fatal four ways, I get that as well because it's one person pinning one other and two people are out. I get that, but like fatal five ways or six ways, I feel like they should be elimination matches. Okay, uh, and I. I, I I perfectly agree with that. It's just sometimes you don't have the you don't TV have the TV time, time, yeah. In order to have you, the thing you don't want happening is someone hits their big spot, three people standing outside the ring, brawling outside the ring. Quick one, two, three. Okay, there's somebody eliminated. Oh, somebody came in with another elimination. You know the thing we were talking about yeah. the other day with um uh, was another match from I think last week um where 
it was okay. He hit his spot, so then that guy kind of rolls out of the ring. Then that guy comes in, hits his big pop. Yeah, it's in the multi-man tag matches. Yeah, exactly. Like the six or the eight-man tag matches. Exactly. What that happens and is it always ends with f- whoever hits their finisher first is the team that's going to win. Yes. Or gen- or it's vice versa. Yeah, it's just a flurry of big moves, yeah. big power moves that happen. And yeah, and then it's like one the guy who did his move first ends up getting the hot tag yeah. hits this fi- tag team finisher with his tag team partner and yeah. finishes the match yeah that's kind of how it goes i mean the only way I, I see a six-pack challenge actually being an elimination match is the elimination chamber no and it's I, because i possibly yes but i also can see like mania 33 had a women's six-pack challenge for the title when naomi won her ta- when her won her belt in orlando mm-hmm so I can see stuff like that happening at uh at like in the Fatal Five way they had was that the Fatal Four way or Fatal Five way for the uh um Intercontinental number one to contender no number one contendership for the universal title okay um at like extra uh, Great Balls of Fire okay it was like Joe Roman Seth uh Braun and somebody else and I think Braun wanted to face him at SummerSlam something like that. And I get it happening at pay-per-views when you have more time, mm-hmm. but even in like like if it's a number one contendership match, so why not just make these matches ladder matches? Yeah, exactly, and have, and, six, and have it at the top be have it at the top. A, uh, a contract. Yeah, I, I, but then it gets into that whole money in the bank thing. Yeah, it's like they they've got to tread water because they have so many of these stipulation matches that it's like okay, well we could do a ladder match with a con- oh wait no that's money in the bank. Um, well, we could do a cage match with... Oh, no, because that's Elimination Chamber. It's like, at this point, they want to just try to get as many bodies in the ring as possible. Let people show oh, we what could they do, can do. Oh, we could have two people start and then another... Oh, wait, that's War Games and a Gauntlet match. Yeah. Or why don't they just do what they should do, which is build your division, match at a time. Yeah, and, then, some and people, then do almost like a tournament. Exactly. And then what ends up happening Tournaments is, are great. What happens is you don't need to necessarily put the belt at every pay-per-view. Why not have the champion sit in there at commentary talking about the match that's happening between the and two? And the, the final for the number one contendership match can happen at a happens at a pay-per-view. Uh, okay. And the next pay-per-view is when that belt's defended. Exactly. And you can build that title feud all the way to the next big pay-per-view. Because I essentially believe that the, the big title should really only be... Defended at the five, big four. Well, maybe five. You know what I'm saying? You could You could get it into a into a money in the bank or, a, I would a, say, or an elimination I would, chamber. I would say... Let's say six. Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble, and then do it in Hell in a Cell and do it in an Elimination Chamber. Okay. I would eliminate Hell in a Cell. I would rather have it at Money in the Bank. I'd almost rather... Money in the Bank almost is like almost a full reset. So if you have a new title holder... And I love that. I love that anticipation of if somebody wins the Money in the Bank at the beginning of the night. Yeah, they've done it two years in a row. With the women's. With Bailey and Alexa. Yes, but I like that. I like that. Like, wait a minute. They wanted to open the night. Are they Are they actually going to cash in tonight? Yeah, and then Kane's done that. Ambrose has done that. Yeah, it's 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 a cool concept. So, I'm not a big Hell in the Cell. I, I like Hell in the Cell as a blow-off match, which, can we yeah. not talk about this year's Hell in the Cell? We yeah, let's, let's just move on from that. Um, After that, uh, we had a tag match between Reigns and Bryan against Nakamura and... Uh, Corbin, mm-hmm. exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, the show starts with them. The show ends with them in a tag match, yeah. and the faces go over. Yeah, it's exactly what you'd expect. And it was nice. It was nice because Brian's the one who scores the <laughs> pin over Nakamura. Yeah, and let's hope that this builds that to can a build to an IC title match. Nice, nice Nakamura Brian IC title match. 
Um, I could see that happening. No, that wouldn't be at Survivor Series because no. that's champion versus champion. Yeah, but it would just be nice. Oh, imagine. Picture this. Nakamura versus AJ Styles at Survivor Series because they're both mid-card champions. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But imagine if Brian knocks off Nakamura at some point in between. And it's Brian versus AJ? Yeah. Okay. Those are some good matches, my friend. Those yeah. Are some good matches. I feel like I feel like the United I feel like the US title picture or the mid card title match at Survivor Series is going to be better than the main card. Of course it is, because the main card match we've already seen a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. It's Brock Lesnar versus someone, or in this case, it's going to be Kane Velasquez versus someone. Yeah. You know, I mean, you 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 have Kane going over. I uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, but we'll do our uh, our predictions coming up. You know what I mean? It actually happens the night after we record, or it happens the night before we record next week's episode. So we'll be doing our recap. So let's do our predictions tonight. Okay, we can I do just that. added something to our show. There we go. We can do it at the end. Um, there is one thing that we didn't touch on with um, SmackDown. Your boy, Otis Dozovich. Yes. Oh my oh, god! Oh, I forgot about that backstage segment. Oh, that backstage they were doing the segment uh, was awesome. You know, pouring that uh pancake protein mix that he had. Yeah, and they were uh they were kind of foreshadowing to the tag team turmoil match that's going to happen at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. They're kind of saying we're we're teaming up tonight. But at the tag team turmoil match, it's all everyone for themselves, and we're gonna win. And there was some su- and there was some subtle um, character building there with Kofi Kingston. I'm not sure how many people actually paid attention to it, but there was a moment in the locker room where, um, while they're interviewing, you know, someone brings up the the fact that he just lost his title, and you could see him. He's holding a pancake, and he just crushes it in his hand. Really, I didn't notice so, that. So like. People think that he's not mad about what happened with this. But, again, it's the power of positivity. So he's trying to just put on this very positive forward thinking process. But when you watch it back and you look at it, you see he takes a pancake that's in his hand and he absolutely just crushes it in his hand. I didn't see that. Because he's mad. He's mad that he lost his title in a record time. And then um, one other thing was uh, Strowman and Gulak. Yeah. Gulak is so good. PowerPoint presentations are back. presentations are back, and that was just great. Let me tell you how not to approach Tyson Fury, because he will knock you out. Which, I figured since we brought that up now, we'll mention the Tyson Fury thing. There was a a Performance Center clip that showed up on uh, Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or whatever it was, and it was showing Fury at the PC, getting a little training in, getting a little wrestling training in, figuring out how to become an actual wrestler, because he's not a wrestler. He's a fighter. No. Um, and then he's taken, he's taken a couple bumps off the rope and he bounces off the rope and then he gets shoulder tackled by Braun and Braun's rushed out by the rest of the wrestlers or rest of the jobbers that are around the ring and the officials. And he's getting yelled at by some of the PC guys. This is, this is my world. Welcome to my world. This is going to be really, this is going to be a good match. Well, the thing is, is Braun's kind of going into this as the heel. Oh, a hundred percent he is. It's great. Braun is a tweener. 100% a tweener. He'll flip flop both sides. Yeah. Which but, I think is really good. Yeah, no, but Tyson Fury, man. I mean, I I would like to see them actually go eight, ten minutes with this match. I don't want it to go any I could longer see than it. that. I could see it going seven. Just because I don't think I Braun Braun has got to carry this match. Oh yeah, he has to because there's no there's and no, then and then Fury will get in a punch. And that'll and pin one, two, three. Yeah, that's what's gonna have gonna to be happen. A sh- Either that or Braun goes over. But I can't see Possible. that because well, that, again, that can't happen because Tyson Fury is and the it's, undefeated. It's blood money. 
at uh, uh, Saudi. Saudi, yeah. So, who knows? That, uh, but that's basically our SmackDown recap. Yeah. Moving into Monday Night Raw, the October 21st um, edition of Monday Night Raw. This show starts with uh, our boy Ric Flair. Woo! He comes out and he uh, he announces who's going to be the final member of Team Flair at Crown Jewel. Great. And it is the returning Drew McIntyre, which I think we might have said that we think McIntyre will be on this team. We said McIntyre should have been on this team. Um, so I actually wrote down the full teams. And we'll compare them before we go into the match that he had with Ricochet. And we'll compare these two uh, teams and we'll figure who do we think. We'll do our prediction right now. Who's going to win Team Flair versus Team Hogan? Okay. Team Flair, we have Randy Orton as the captain, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, Drew McIntyre. Team Hogan, we have Roman Reigns as the captain, Rusev, Mustafa Ali, Chad Gable, and Ricochet. I'm going Flair. It's going to be Team Flair. I'm going to go Flair. And I think it's going to be Baron Corbin winning the match for him. King Corbin. I think Drew McIntyre kicks Roman Reigns' head off. I could see that. Because Roman Reigns doesn't really have much of a feud going on right now. They're on different brands. They're on different brands, but you can build to something, you know, cross-brand into a Survivor Series That could be a cross-brand Survivor Series. They they captain the Survivor Series teams. Exactly. And then (coughs) Reigns gets his win back at Survivor Series. Survivor Series Series is in three weeks after Crown Jewel. After Crown Jewel. So they got to build the teams quick. Exactly. So if you get McIntyre with the win, he becomes the captain of Raw Survivor Series. You got Roman Reigns needing to get his win back. He's the captain of SmackDown Survivor Series. You may essentially almost have the exact same teams because it almost looks like it's all Raw. It looks like it's almost all Raw because all SmackDown. Because Orton is Raw. Raw. Corbin is Raw. Or is no, Corbin SmackDown? Corbin SmackDown. Corbin is SmackDown. Lashley's Raw. Nakamura is SmackDown. McIntyre is Raw. Raw. Yeah. And then Reigns is SmackDown. Rusev is Raw. Ali is. Smackdown, yeah, Smackdown, Gable is Smackdown, Ricochet is Raw. Yeah, so it's kind of a split. Yeah, but I mean, I could see. I don't even know if it'd be the same teams, but I could see some of the same guys. Like, considering Reigns and Gable are both on Smackdown, they'll both be on the Smackdown team. Mm-hmm. And I think I see Orton and Lashley and uh, McIntyre all on the Raw team for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because it's it'll be a heels-faces dynamic. Yeah, because Nakamura won't be in the Survivor Series match. No, because he's got to face AJ Styles. He's got to face AJ. Um, Corbin might be doing something against Gable, so Gable might not be in that, but mm-hmm. we'll see. It's 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 way too close. It's I'll way t- too far to I'll, figure it I'll out. I'll tell right you now. how I would love to see the match end. I would love to see Randy Orton hit Ricochet with an RK out of nowhere out of the 540. That'd be really good. Like, I mean... Doesn't he do an iPhone 054 or something? Yeah, something 05, different. whatever it is, it's that it's that tuck and roll thing that he does. Yeah. But I would love to see Randy Orton catch him out of that and hit him with an RKO. I could see it. I, mean, I could see that happening. That's a spot that they're going to have to practice like a hundred times. Yeah, you know what I mean, because all it takes is one false step. So then we had a uh, Drew McIntyre ricochet match. Yep, and McIntyre I, kicks his head off and wins the match. Yeah, it's it's McIntyre getting his win back is what it is. Yeah. What was really good was Flair's promo, yeah. calling out Hogan and saying, "Get your ass to SmackDown, so we can talk face to face before Crown Jewel." Yeah, that was really good. It's Following that, we have a new 
24-7 champion. I know. And it confuses... And poor R-Truth, he's so confused by this. Yeah, he doesn't Sun- realize his two Singh brothers. Yeah, Sunil Singh <laughs> rolls up um, R-Truth. R-Truth after Samir Singh um, distracts him. And then later on in the night, he rolls up Samir thinking it's Sunil, Sunil. And the ref won't count because it's the wrong Singh brother. It's great. He's so confused. <laughs> and this is a great way to kind of like... Uh, I guess almost re reimagine what's been going on with uh, the twenty four seven stuff because it's been kind of bland for yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. So, which is unfortunate, but I mean, it happens. It happens. I mean, you took you took the the second best thing in twenty four seven Carmelo and you moved it to a different yeah. brand. So. Yeah, but I mean, Corey is on that show, so it kind of no, had to happen. happen. Has to happen. Um, after that, we had a Rey Mysterio promo. Oh, so good. That was a really good promo. It was a heartfelt promo. Yes, it was. And then Shelton Benjamin comes out. Well, Heyman interrupts him on the Titan Tron. That's right. And he yeah. basically tells Heyman to shut up. And it was nice to see a, a, a baby face not cowering to a heel, standing up to yeah. a heel, making themselves present. Yeah. But then one of Heyman's boys, like you're saying, Shelton Benjamin comes out. And basically, so Ray's promo was saying about family and how Cain Velasquez is family. And you guys are my family. And then, uh, Benjamin basically says, well, Brock Lesnar's my family. So is this how it goes that one of my family members comes down and beats your ass? And they get a title shot. And they get a title shot. And then Cain Velasquez music hits. He's got music already. Yeah. Well, they've been talking about a contract with him for some time. Yeah. So he comes down and he uh, basically beats the hell out of Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, which it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's a good build. Um, They got another week to build it. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they see what they got for it. Yeah, it's gonna be a good match. I think so. And well, it'll be a match. I think it'll be a good match. I mean, these two have legitimately fought each other. Yeah, they fought each other in the octagon. Yeah, where this is a scripted fight, basically. I think it's gonna be a lot less scripted than people think. You think it's just gonna be a blood feud? I I I think, I think because these two are legitimate fighters, you're talking about. Brock Lesnar, who's an undefeated NCAA champion his entire career when he was in college. Yeah. You've got Cain Velasquez, who legitimately beat him. And in the octagon. In the octagon. You have Lesnar. The only reason why he ever got out of the octagon was because of diverticulitis and because they basically put a, a steroided out freak, Alistair Overeen, against him. A guy who ended up failing his drug test months later. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Lesnar came back. He failed the test. It is what it is. These guys recover from their injuries the way they recover. But I almost feel like they're going to discuss a couple of spots. Yeah. Like, because you got to think about this. Cain Velasquez has never taken a German suplex. He's never taken an F5. So there's some spots that they have to discuss. But don't be surprised if this ends in a ground and pound or in some kind of actual genuine submission. Don't be surprised if Brock Lesnar brings back the Kamara lock. Remember when he broke Triple H's arm? Yeah. Broke Triple H's arm? Don't be surprised if you see a Kamara lock come in or a genuine, you know... Rear naked. Rear naked or some kind of dragon sleep or something. Full, full God or something. Exactly. Just don't be surprised if you see something like that happen and the referee makes a stoppage in the match. Because I can... I can I can almost see blood in this match. Yeah, I could see that as well. I can almost see these guys opening each other up. Now, I'm looking at your list because we have a different list with this. So, there was a segment I 
skipped on purpose because I'm so upset and mad that they're doing it. The Rusev, oh. Lana, Lashley stuff. This is the stuff I was talking about before when it comes to Vince McMahon getting his little, you know, jollies on. This is his. This is a Vince McMahon segment, and and it's just awful. First of all, it, it's not really something that's entertaining to me at all. At yeah, all. No, I, mean, I get it. It's it. It's just gross. You don't need this. You have two world class wrestlers. Just let them feud. Let them yeah. feud over something besides a restaurant that Rusev never took Lana to. Like really, that's where this storyline has gone. First of all, Lana's on SmackDown's roster online, by the way. So what is she doing yeah, on roster? I don't know. Um, after that, we'll move right on from that. Andrade defeats Sin Cara, the returning Sin Cara. Yes. In a really good match. Yeah. Zelina's phenomenal. She is. Zelina is probably one of the better mouthpieces right now. One of the better mouthpieces. And, I mean, they're not going to put her in the women's division. But, no. man, she... She'll have her, her tag matches, her, but she won't her, be her in Hurricane the... Rana off the apron. Yeah, it is. Such it's a, so good. It's such a great match. And it reminds me a lot of Lita's Hurricane Rana. Yeah. She reminds me a lot of Lita. She Smaller. Small, much smaller, but yeah. yeah. No. Um, The Hawkins Rider, the Edgeheads, they lose to the Viking Raiders in almost like a squashy match. It was a squash match. That's but, essentially um, what Hawkins and Ryder have become. Yeah, it's it's important for the Viking Raiders to, to win. Just keep winning. To keep got, winning these uh, matches because until they're in a legit feud. I mean, if you really think about it, we didn't even really touch about it about the the um the tag match that happened on SmackDown with um your boy Otis Dozovich and Heavy the Heavy Machinery and the New Day, Day versus the Revival, the Revival and, and Glorious Showoffs. Glorious Showoffs, yeah. The Revival of SmackDown champions. And they're stuck in an eight-man tag. Exactly. This is what you do at your tag team championship. Yeah. You put it on a couple of guys who, again, after they won it last week, cut that incredible promo where the undefeated ROH champions, where the undefeated NJ, NJWP champions. NJPW, yeah. Yeah, where the undefeated NXT champions, and now we're the undefeated Raw champions. These are the guys who need to carry the belt. These are the guys who will bring legitimacy back. But wait till AOP comes. I was back. gonna say, you know who takes it off him is AOP. Oh my god, AOP is gonna be the one to take it off, yep. him, and that's gonna be a rumble, if not a mania match. That is that is just two that that's bulls in a china shop, my friend. Yeah, it is. They are going to destroy everything. Yeah, destroy everything. Don't be surprised if somehow this becomes like a a four way match. So this way there can be some cannon fodder in this. Yeah, and it be like an elimination match at a pay per view. Yeah, where basically at the end of it. It's AOP versus the Viking Raiders. Imagine a six-way for the Raw Tag Belts in Elimination Chamber. Oh, man. I Like they did the women's tag match last yeah, year? Yeah. Do it for the Raw Champions. I'm sorry. You couldn't. First of all, there's no way both guys in AOP are going to fit inside one there's chamber. There's no way both guys in Viking Raiders are going to fit there's in one no chamber. Way. Heavy machinery? What, are they going to triple up that chamber for them? I, I was going to say, yeah. It, it, or imagine that. They bring Heavy Machinery to Raw. And they do it as like a tornado tag match, oh, and then have the one the full chamber. team in two chambers, and then one member of each other team in the other chambers, and then have two guys start it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's not a if one member gets eliminated, both the whole team's out. It's if one member gets eliminated, they're out. They're out, and their other team member is still in it. Better yet. You start with four guys in the ring. Their tag team partners are now are in, in the chamber. Okay. So it starts as a four pack, and then it can eventually, you, your, your tag team partner would then come out, giving your team the upper hand. Yeah. 
That so. would be that'd be something. That's there's that's our fantasy booking of the of the night. Yes. Um. After I'll, that, uh. So after that was the Rey Mysterio stuff. Um. Then we had the Rollins backstage stuff. Yeah, with him and um Humberto Carrillo. Yes, which is we were talking about Humberto Carrillo being on this, and it's nice to see him getting showcased. Yeah, it was very nice. Now this is a point I'm going to mention when we get to that match. Um, which I think I'm gonna, just going to skip to that match. Yeah, because he kind of he was kind of just talking about he's out of the darkness now, and he's got he's got to refocus himself. Um, he's just got to reprep uh prep for uh the match with the fiend, but then after that he can move on and do his own thing then we'll move on to this match you want to talk about losses to good wrestlers that make you look really good this was Humberto Carrillo's first match on Raw against the Universal Champion he lost but damn did he look good yeah but my problem with this was that um the crowd isn't behind Rollins whatsoever no and it and it hurt this match can you imagine if the crowd was semi behind Rollins, the kind of push this would have kind of given Korea? Like, it would have been nice. He would have gotten a little bit more recognition. The crowd would have been a little bit more into this match. But well, don't get me wrong, the match was good. Rollins Rollins knows how to put on a good match. Humberto Carrillo knows how to put on a good match. The problem is, when you don't have an invested crowd, they're not going to be invested in this new talent that you're bringing up. True. So, um, but this whole Rollins needs to get out of the dark side and... You know, he realizes the things he's... Come on. What is this? You know, feed into the hate John Cena. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it seems like almost the same mirrored storyline. Um, And then Street Profits. Yes, my boys the Street Profits. So this was meant to be a six-man tag, but they didn't end up getting another tag team partner. So it was Street Profits, which we were wrong. They let him go through the crowd. Yeah. We were talking about this. They let him go through the crowd. I know. Which is... Phenomenal. I'm so happy about that. Did you see the Facebook and Twitter video oh. of uh, Montez Ford with the little baby? Yes. That was great. Oh, my God. After the match, that was awesome. He's – that's what you need to do with these guys. That's exactly and, – and, again, speaking about ECW. And you want to talk about a team that's going to be the champions very soon. And, like, you know how we talk about how DIY and the smaller teams taking down the big behemoths? Mm-hmm. I feel like Street Profits will be the ones to defeat AOP. It's going to be a long ways from now. Yeah. But they'll be the ones to take down AOP. Okay. Well, I mean, they do have the size. Yeah. I mean... Dawkins is big. Dawkins is a big guy. And then Ford is surprisingly strong for his size. Yeah. But the big thing with Dawkins is I go back to NXT 25, that spear underneath the ladder. Yeah. I mean, Dawkins is a big guy. He he knows how to make things happen. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones who take it off AOP. So. Yeah. But getting back to that match, um, it was a back and forth match, and then AJ starts to get involved, and he gets thrown out. We never see that anymore, seeing somebody get thrown out. But he's still on the ring, he's still fighting it, and then hits KO's music, which KO was the surprise tag team partner for Street Profits. It was random out of the no- out of nowhere, but I loved it, because AJ and uh, KO had one of the better feuds back a few years ago for the US title. Yep. So that's always been really good, so I mean, I'm not against it. But don't have it be like an actual stable. No. Just have them come into the come into the aid for once. Yeah. That's all you need. I'd say Raw was pretty solid. No, it was, but, a, um, it was a good overall. There, were, there was one definite down moment. Uh, down moment. 
But um, everything else was pretty solid, no, in my opinion. No, I completely agree. I mean, you even got a little bit of TV time for Alistair Black early on. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, quick jobber squash. Yeah, he local just, talent. Yeah, and you got the black mask for once. <coughs> yeah, you haven't, se- you haven't seen it for yeah. a couple of weeks. So. I'm happy that's back. Yeah, he actually hit that guy with the black mask, and that guy took it took it right. You know, yeah, good good solid sell. So, yeah. I mean. I had to watch this as a recap because on Monday night I was doing something else. But this was this was definitely an enjoyable, yeah, enjoyable definitely couple was. of hours of definitely wrestling. good raw. Yeah. And now we're gonna move on to what me and Dave have agreed won this week's Wednesday Night Wars. So it, right now NXT is three to one. Yeah. NXT NXT is the preeminent story building wrestling show being on television. Week in and week out. Yeah, 100%. AEW is putting forth some great stuff. They're doing some really good stuff with their dark stuff that they're starting to put on YouTube and yeah. stuff like that. But if you're just going Wednesday versus Wednesday. NXT has really got the upper hand right now. Especially with the way they've been building one particular character and what he did in the last 30 seconds of NXT this week. Everybody thought when he said he was bringing his past to his future, they were talking about him coming back to NXT to get the NXT title. Not no, the he went, fact he that went he pulled out the guns. Back. He went farther back than just he NXT. He went farther back. Even the UE standing there in the ring, and I know we're getting way ahead, but just look at Adam Cole's eyes when they're standing there with the UE out, thinking that's the symbol he's going to throw, and then he comes out and just puts him down against Gargano, and everyone's like, no way. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting chills talking yeah, about I, it Yeah, right I'm, I'm starting to get it a little bit too. But the show opened with your daughter's favorite wrestler right now, oh. Rhea Ripley, coming out. Um, and she had a match with Bianca Blair. So that match was uh, set up last week um, when they were both calling each other out. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really good match. Dude, that spot where Rhea Ripley hit the ropes, Bianca Bella jumped up, she went underneath uh, underneath Bianca, hit the other ropes, then Bianca jumps up again and she just straight kicks her right in the gut and fires her across the ring. What a spot. Yeah. What a spot. And you could, you know, we were talking about a tweener. It feels like they're trying to make Rhea a heel a little bit with some of the, like, with how hard she's hitting, but man, the crowd is so behind Rhea. Ripley I don't think right now. I don't think they could make her a heel no. because she's going to be the one that takes the belt off Shane. And, and even after what happens after the match, <coughs> your best heel comes down, yeah. and attacks her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple as that. And then the best female face comes down on NXT to save the day. Exactly, and so I feel like that might set up a tag match for next week. It may set up a tag match. It may set up a one-on-one match with Shirai and. Lorray. Lorray again. I mean... Or Shirai and Rhea. And, man, all I'm saying, and I said it before, this division in all of wrestling, you can go to Japan, you can go to AAA, you can go to AEW, you can go to Raw, Smack, I don't care where you go, the women's division in NXT is the best division in on the planet right now. Yeah. With all the talent, mm-hmm. with uh, a tag match that happens later on in the night. I, yeah. I mean, and the fact that they're even hinting about... The Kabuki Warriors coming. To no, it's it. confirmed. I know, but it's it's, it's confirmed a cross brand, including NXT belt. That is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And again, it's going to be amazing to see 
Oscar, just imagine the reception that Oscar and Kyrie Sane are going to get when they come back to full sale. I know. I know. We're getting so far ahead in this, but there's so many good things that happened this week. NXT was just so good. I know. So there was a backstage segment with uh, Pete Dunne. He's getting interviewed. Uh, he's walking in with Tyler Bate. I know. Who is now, technically, I'd like to say, officially NXT. Yeah, Not he, NXT UK. He's NXT. Because he's been there a couple of times now. Yep. And I put in a quote here. Pete Dunne doesn't care about Killian Dane. They were talking. He was asking about what do you think about Killian Dane and what he's been doing. He's like, I don't care about Killian Dane. I have my own focus. I have my own words. Damian Priest. With Damian Priest right now. Moving on. We have a Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes match. Now, I, I think you're shaking your head in the way that I'm thinking that we don't want Cameron Grimes in long matches right now. I don't want him in long matches, but I also don't want him to lose. But this was a good loss. This was a good loss because it came to Matt Riddle, and it was in a really good match that showed both guys' talents. Dude, and you know, NXT reminds me a lot of um, the British strong style Japanese wrestling with false finishes after big moves and stuff like that. I can't, Independent wrestling. Oh, my God. NXT is WWE's independent wrestling. There. Matt Riddle hit a jackhammer in this match. Yeah. He hit a jackhammer in this match. If that is not a straight jab at Goldberg to see you in Saudi Arabia, I don't know what is. Because, man, he hit that jackhammer and he pinned him just like Goldberg would. And Cameron Grimes kicked out. He yeah. kicked out. It was crazy. And did you notice that Cameron Grimes tried to start the match? As soon as the bell rang, he tried to run in for that double stomp. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah. And then Riddle slid right under it and just, like, popped him one. Yes. And then, I mean, there was... <coughs> There was so many big moves in this match. And you know what? We were wrong to not want Cameron Grimes to be in these long matches because he is showing what he can do. Yeah. Give him 10 minutes, and it's great. Yeah. It, it's perfect. Trust me. I love the squash stuff. I love the yeah. I love the 30-second double-stomp match-over stuff. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it harpens back to your your Baron Corbin's when he was big into that stuff. You know yeah. I mean? But it is just so, so, so good to see Matt Riddle calling out some of the guys he's called out in the past yeah it was just great i loved every second of it it was really good um after that cameron grimes was out in the outside of the ring and he gets up and he kind of gets in tyler bait's face bait kind of uh he kind of shoves bait back and then bait just like pele kicks him in the head yeah oh my god that's gonna be a feud tyler bait cameron grimes probably be a feud soon i wouldn't be surprised if i see it i wouldn't after that, we had a uh, a match between Isaiah Bre- uh, Isaiah Scott and Breezango, Isaiah Swerve Scott mm-hmm. against the Forgotten Sons. I know. Now these were guys who can't lose, who shouldn't be losing, and Swerve Scott pinned Jackson Ryder. Jackson Ryder. Yeah, he hit. But this the thing is, I don't mind this loss for the Forgotten Sons because it's not it's not one of the other guys taking it. It's not the legitimate tag team taking the loss. It's Jackson Riker taking the loss. He's the one taking the pinfall. Yeah, but he's the one that's the leader. He shouldn't be taking the pins. It doesn't bother me because this is Swerve Scott getting his payback after Riker basically demolished him. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Okay, I get what you're saying. I don't mind Breezango really not being in the final decision of this match because I feel like Breezango... Belongs in the tag team division, but almost deserves to be in that tag team division at the point where they're just having really good back and forth matches. I feel like they're the Natalias, kind of, of the NXT. Oh well, yeah, because they, they they went to NXT to 
to reestablish like build, themselves to, to rebuild themselves but also to help build up other tag teams exactly and the thing is is the lowest man on the totem pole in this match was Swerve Scott was Swerve Scott and he went over the highest man on this totem yeah. pole which is Jackson Riker because you have to remember the last time we saw the Forgotten Sons they were dragging Everrise out they were dragging Everrise out and they were out, and, it, and it was Jackson Riker who was dragging out both members of Everrise it wasn't it wasn't uh, Blake, Blake Murphy it wasn't um, Wesley Blake or um, yeah Wesley Blake and I, I can't think of the other guy's name but it wasn't either one of those guys dragging out the bodies no it was Jackson Riker and to have the lowest guy in the totem pole pin the top guy in the totem pole in this match is one a big come up for Swerve Scott yeah. because he had an excellent tournament he, he was he had a really the, really good showing in the tournament he was one of the three favorites to win that yeah, tournament Grimes ACH and Swerve, uh, Scott. Swerve Scott and it really builds to this thing where you're going to start seeing maybe Riker start doing a little bit more single stuff where he's going to start running he's going to start running in on guys who are are basically beating him because yeah he wants to make sure that the forgotten son's name stays strong yeah another it could be another feud it could be something swerve and uh Riker. Riker, yeah. And even if it's only over a couple of matches, and Riker can afford the losses. Heels can always afford the losses if they're not in the title picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get, okay. If I get what you're saying. If they're in the title picture, they can't, they lose. can't lose. But if they're not in the title picture, it's okay for them to take a pinfall here, a pinfall. If you're building a lower tier talent to yeah. get into the title picture, because Swerve Scott is going to be in the title picture. He's, yeah, I'd say within the next year. Yeah, and it's going to take some time, and he may never get a title in NXT, <laughs> but don't be surprised if you see him on Raw teaming up with the Street Profits. Cruiserweight. I could see him in the Cruiserweight Oh, I could see him in that too, but yeah. I'm saying don't be surprised if he's on Raw and he's not part of the Street Profits. I could see it, yeah. It, it kind of Because all... you saw him dancing after the after the match exactly. with uh, Brazengo, yeah. Exactly. He'd, exactly. Be, he'd be a partier, I could see yep. that, yeah. So after that, we had a, uh, a match between Angel Garza and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Kind of just a uh, cruiserweight show-off match, kind of showing the NXT cruiserweight division. And Rush was on commentary, and Rush was a face on commentary, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure he's back as a face now. Well, yeah, because the crowd cheered him so heavily when he won that belt. Yeah. So it's good to see him back. Um, he's kind of putting both guys over and mm-hmm. saying that they're both great competitors and all that such. Um, Garza wins. Yeah. And it almost looks like Garza may be the next I- in line for that belt. I, I think no, it's too early. I have no problem with it. I think it's a little early, but I don't have any problem with the um, fact that Gars is kind of getting the push here. What I do have a problem with is your elder statesman in your... Gallagher. Yeah. He got off a little bit of offense to start the match and then basically got crushed the rest of it. Yeah. Th- this guy's been one of your preeminent 205 Live guys mm-hmm. now for some time. Yeah. You can't. You can't just use him that way. You can't just let him get like two minutes of offense and all of a sudden it's like, okay, yep, now he takes a beating. He's the punching bag for the rest of the match. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see a little bit more better use yeah. of Jack Gallagher. Okay. I get what you're you saying, yeah. I mean? Especially with that mustache, man. Yeah. You're you're a big fan of mustaches. We know that. Yes. After that, we had a tag team match between Dakota Kai and why am I like, Tegan Knox. Yep, team kick. Against Marina Schiffer and Jessamyn Duke, the horsewomen. Yes. And Team Kick wins, yes. and they are the number one contenders for the Kabuki Warriors Tag Team Championship. Which is what we were kind of leading to before. This match was a little sloppy. Yes, it was. Um, and that's just because Shafir and Jessamyn Duke um, still are green in the ring. Yeah. And you have um, Tegan Knox is pretty much the only one who's been healthy because Dakota Kai is just coming back. 
Yeah. So and Tegan Knox just came back too. No, though. what I'm saying though is like, oh no, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. Dakota Kai's been around for a couple of weeks now, so she's yeah. been at the Performance Center a little bit longer, and you can tell Tegan Knox still has her ring rust involved in this. Yeah. So the match itself was a little bit rusty, but the outcome of this. But what was really nice is that they let Tegan Knox get the pin over Shafir. Yes. It with the uh, shiniest wizard. Yes. Which. That's such a good move. It is. Her shine, specifically now because she has the knee brace on, it's even more deadly. Yeah. It gives so. you that appearance of being more deadly. But the, <coughs> but definitely the promo with the Team Kick standing in the ring and the Kabuki Warriors up on the Titantron and the fact that- Speaking na- Japanese. Yes. And the fact that now you're going to have that belt truly be a cross promotions belt mm-hmm. what they've been trying to say this whole time that they've never done with that belt and you know whose hands are in the pot for this? Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman's are in the hands, are in this pot with Paul Levesque, Triple H. Their minds are working to... Vince, step away. Just let these two guys run the show. Yeah. Just let them run the show. Because this is what your Raw and if, your SmackDown if, could if, be if they're really, and week If out. they're really worried about competing with AEW, Vince, just step down. Yeah. Because you have two of the greatest wrestling minds. Yes. Paul Heyman as a manager slash... Man, uh, Booker, Booker, everything like that, and one of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it, yeah. Triple H, but also one of the greatest wrestling businessmen in the entire world, running your best brand right now. Yeah, what's keeping you afloat? And you know what's the sad part is that only seven hundred fifty thousand people watched NXT. They got to watch the best wrestling in the world, and I think if Vince McMahon just allows. Triple H and Heyman, and Heyman, uh, Heyman to just do their thing. You, he, they could, f- they could fix the problems on Raw. They so really I've, could. I have a feeling that the reason that AEW is beating NXT in the ratings is because it's still so fresh. Oh yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. But for the people that actually watch NXT, understand that they're getting the best wrestling in the world right now. Yeah, they are. Especially when you're getting stuff like this. You're building a, a true women's division. A, oh, man. Best division in the world right now. Yeah. Now, going from a great match to, my opinion, best match of the night. Strong versus Dijak versus Lee. Okay. Um, Mine's was Riddle. Okay. I'll Grimes. give you that. And it's only because I didn't like... <coughs> we called it, but I, I didn't... I love this finish. I, <sighs> I absolutely love this finish. It, we I know we called it. It was just the fact that these two powerhouses basically had their way with him the entire match. But it's exactly what we said. I know. But it's... I they, They're not going to take the belt off the UE right now. I'm not asking them to take the belt off the UE. What I'm asking is that Strong doesn't hit the move to finish the match. Strong should have been the guy who took advantage of a situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Of both guys being down and Ex- just crawls in. Exactly. Pins them one, two, three, and Ex- runs out. Exactly. Not not this thing. And then... um, I loved that afterwards, Yui runs in and beats, and beats the hell out of, out of all of them. Yeah. And then cool. you have Tommaso Ciampa come out. Yes, his music hits. You have Gargano's music hit. Yep. DIY. I know. Well, Reuniting. So you get... So my favorite part about this is Ciampa's music hits. He walks onto the ring. The crowd starts chanting, Daddy's home, Daddy's home, Daddy's home. Yeah. Then Gargano's music hits. He walks down. The crowd starts chanting, DIY, DIY. And then Bala's music hits. And everyone loses their mind. They're yes. like, 
oh, we're finally going to get these three against these four. Yes. Finn Balor's in the middle of the two of them. He looks, starts at, he to looks wa- at Ciampa. Starts to walk forward, starts to take his jacket off, does a flip, Pele kicks Johnny Gargano's friggin' head off. Yup, and Tra- Ciampa's just standing there like, well, uh, 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 and all four UE members just rush Ciampa, rush Ciampa, and they beat the crap out of him. They leave him, like, face down in the ring, and Cole just keeps looking. Bal is just leaning in the corner with his leather jacket on and just watching everything happen. And Cole looks at him like two or three times like, I mean, okay. Sure. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I mean, oh, I guess. And then that drop kick through the barrier. It was nice that they had those those doubles set yeah. up over there because, man, all those guys sold it like they all got shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Now – the. Go ahead. That uh, suplex, that straight drop, buster, straight on his head, on the ramp. Now I know you're not a big social media guy, but did you see Carl Anderson and AJ Styles tweet? No. AJ Styles after that tweeted, "Well, well, well." Dot dot dot. And then Carl Anderson tweeted, "Where have you been, Prince?" Oh. Man. So the Prince Devitt character is back. My God. <sighs> and I think this is perfect because they're trying to compete WWE NXT versus AEW, where the big names of AEW, or some of the big names are Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Adam Page, Bullet Club. Chris, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho as well. Young Bucks. Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Bullet Club, Bullet Club. WWE's right now, the OC, Undisputed Era, Finn Balor. Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Bullet Club. They are finally putting face-to-face WWE's new Bullet Club against AEW. Yep. But I don't think that Finn is joining UE. Oh, absolutely not. Not a chance. Absolutely not. And I don't even think he'll join the OC. I think Finn Balor is going to be the biggest heel in NXT. Lone wolf heel. Until, (sighs) and this is a big if, if AJ loses that belt, there's nothing tying the OC to Raw. Uh, Yeah, the OC could find their way down to NXT. Not even down, but over to NXT. And the thing is, AJ will know his place when it comes to Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt started the club. Prince Devitt passed the club on to who he felt he should have been passing the club on to. And if Prince Devitt wants the club back, he gets the club back. He takes the club back. He doesn't get it back. He takes it back. And he will leave bodies in place versus any. And I'm telling you something right now. He's going to go over Gargano. Mm -hmm. He's going to go over Champa. He's going to go over Cole. He's going to go over Cole. He is going to bury everybody. And I jokingly said last week, put all the gold on Bala. Put all the gold on Bala. Give him the North American. Give him the the NXT championship. Give him the Cruiserweight championship. Give him the 205 championship. Hell, let him come out as the demon and take the tag titles. And just let him have everything. And let him just stand over people's bodies with the two guns out pointing at everybody. I can see it. And and let that move. I think they call it a uh, bloody Sunday is what it's called. 
Let that be his finisher. Let that be his finisher. Which is the, the, the that, that Death Valley Driver kind yeah, of? Yeah, that, that, su- that the vertical suplex, suplex that just drops straight on your skull. I think it's called the Bloody Sunday, if anybody else knows what it might be called. Which, but I, that could be a really, really good finisher for him. Dude. Now, high, high chance of it not happening, because I don't know their their contracts with New Japan. Tom, Could you imagine Tom the Tonga. gorillas of dir- gorillas of dis- uh, destiny, gorillas of direction, the uh, God coming to NXT and joining Balor, and Bad Luck Fale coming to NXT to join Balor? Because the original Bullet Club was Bad Luck Fale, Tamatonga, Finn Balor. Yep, and then you know who jumped in right after that? AJ Styles, right? No, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. And then and then and then the Bucks and AJ joined. No, 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 no. Kyle Anderson joined, and then Luke Gallows joined. And then you had that's right, then, yeah. And then when that tag team left, that's when the Bucks came in. And yeah. then when Balor left, that's when AJ, AJ came, came in. in. Exactly. And then Tokyo Pimp was in there. Bad Luck Folly. Yeah, was yeah. In you there. had all your like your, your you your, had uh, Tungaloa join. Exactly. But nobody's better than Prince Devitt. And Prince Devitt was the reason Bullet Club started. And it's funny how all this is happening when you follow the news that um, NJPW is in the process of opening up a division in the United States. Yep, NJPW in America. Hmm. I wonder who they may partner with because one of their partnerships already dissolved earlier this year, and we kind of joked around about that, some fantasy booking. Yeah. So (laughs) NJPW opens up a division in the United States while NXT is trying to expand into the Japanese market. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, this doink has more than a hat rack. Yeah, but do you also, you know a lot of like the New Japan guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to get Will Ospreay. I know. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that. Tokyo Pimp, who's a great talent all on his own. Bad Luck Fale, another badass big heel. Yes. And that's just to name the Bullet Club. Yeah. I- Minus Will Ospreay. Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. Jay White. Yep. Yeah. Tetsuya and, Naito. And, and think about this, right? Think about this. All this went south. All of this went south for AEW and NJPW <sighs> because of the fact that AEW would not allow... um, What's his name? Why am I drawing a blank? Moxley. To wrestle mm-hmm. part-time. In AJ in and NJPW, yes, yep, because he had two matches in New Japan. Yep, I'm pretty sure he won the U.S. title. Yeah, he won and then the, dropped it, and then had to drop it, and then he was in the he was in the the classic. Yeah, and lost the first round. Yep, and I'm telling you right now, Cody Rhodes didn't make a lot of bad moves, and he hasn't made a lot of bad moves, and this may not be a bad move. We may be just reading too fine. We may be looking through the weeds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if this ends up being an NJPW and a WWE partnership, watch out. Because I'll tell you something right now. Will Ospreay and NX, the dream matches that you can have. Just imagine. It's happened before. And I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Imagine a WrestleMania match between Will Ospreay and Ricochet. I mean, they they did have um they did do a couple of matches. They've had with, numerous matches. Yeah, in, in the English independent scene, they did a bunch of matches yeah, together. But just imagine on the biggest stage. Was it WCPW or something like that that they had a couple of tournament matches? They together? had some on Progress too. They I, had it on New Japan. They had it. 
it's if this is if this is what happened this we'll is talk gonna, about talk about dream booking here oh my god well we'll see what this whole njpw thing really means in a couple of weeks because obviously it's going to take them time to iron out everything they need to do here in the united states yeah but man if it's if if they're getting into the back pocket with WWE and if Vince doesn't look at this as trying to take over like he did with WCW and looks at this as an invasion angle, can you imagine New a Japan bullet, invasion? No, a bullet club invasion angle in NXT. Everything they did wrong with NWO, they have a chance to rewrite right now with the Bullet Club. With the Bullet Club. With like because the OG Bullet Club is what's still there. Tongaloa, Tama Tonga, Bad Luck Fale, and then Jay White's still in there. They have a chance to rewrite history. Yeah. Do you know the the viewership from my age group? Like one of the big things they keep talking about is that um AEW keeps winning in, in, in my age bracket. So my age bracket would be the the thirty one to forty age bracket. That's where a lot of their viewership's happening. If WWE does an invasion angle with the Bullet Club correctly, the way they should have done NWO and WCW, that will swing that 31 to 40 age bracket. That 100%. will swing the Brian Cavallos out there, the JJ Ferreras out there, the Mark C's out there. All of us, all of us. I know I'm watching you know, NXT every week. I'm not really tuning into AEW, but I know that invasion angle will swing everything over, everything over to NXT. Oh man, I could, I, I would go. Uh, my mind would be blown if that happened. And now that we've talked all this junk about AEW, let's just go over AEW. That's fine by um, me. I got the notes on it. Um, I think we're gonna run through it quite quickly because I know we're, neither of us really tune into it. I do catch it because I like to talk about it. I like knowing what actually happened, but um, I do like just running through it. I think what we generally do is whatever whatever show we think wins is what we'll really break down and as to why it won. But we will go over the other one no matter of what. Of course, of course. So the the show started with two tag matches for the semifinals of the tag team tournament. Mm-hmm. We had the Lucha Brothers defeating the Private Party. Lots of false finishes in this match. But that's what you're going to get with a Lucha Brothers match. And Lucha Brothers win in decisive fashion, which was really, really good. Well, as they should. They're the best tag team in the world right now. Yeah, 100%. Uh, LAX is close. But they're probably one A one B. Yeah, but they're more of a stable than yeah. A, 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 As a of true, right now, they're in a stable. Yeah, versus a true two two t- two guy tag team. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, during the next match, the SCU Dark Order match, um, the Inner Circle made their way up through the crowd and made their way up to the press box, and we're just kind of hanging out in the in the private box, just chilling out, having some popcorn, blowing some uh, blowing some air horns and having fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. tweeting about the match, taking selfies, that whole thing. Um, SCU defeats the Dark Order. I know. The Dark Order got the bye week. The bye week, and, and they still, still lost. lost to SCU. I have a feeling SCU is going to be the first AEW Tag Team Champions. It, it seems like they're making all the guys be chasers. Like, anybody who's, like, the, the founding fathers of AEW, they're all being chasers right now. So you have, you have Kenny Omega chasing. Yeah, you have the Bucks are going to be chasing. The Bucks are going to be chasing. You have Cody's chasing. Cody Rose chasing. It just seems like they're building to these guys just being chasers right now. Can't can't seal the deal. Can't finish it off because the Bucks. You have to remember they have another they have another loss under their name from a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And wins and losses are extremely important. Very important. important in very AEW. important in AEW. 
so after that, uh, Inner Circle remains up in the stands um, for the start of the Janela Omega match. That match was really good. Joey Janela and Kenny Omega are really, really good wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Um, Omega wins. Good. Omega gets a W. Joey Janela, in his first match on AEW Dynamite, um, takes an L. But it was a good match. Uh, Janela got busted open a little bit. Um, but they started the match dapping it up. They ended the match with a handshake, or Kenny was trying to help him up. Um, but it it was a good, well-fought match, and there were some really stiff shots where uh, Janela goes to do like a uh, suicide roll off the top while Kenny's on the on the apron. Kenny rolls off. He hits right on his back on the apron. Hard our heart hits. Uh, head drops the whole whole nine yards. Exactly what you'd expect in a Janela Omega match. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you expect in a Janela match in general. Yeah. Um, after that, um, Kenny wins with the one winged angel, which is such a great finisher. Yes, it is. It's a lot better than Jericho's. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind the Judas effect. Wait a minute. Three weeks ago, you hated the Judas effect. I've, it's kind of grown on me. Oh, I'll be real. It kind of well, grew I on mean, me. I mean, we're talking about two different levels of finishing here, though. The one winged <laughs> angel versus the one winged the- angel is an absolute phenomenal finish, but where the Jerich, uh, the uh, Judas effect. Do you remember when, uh, John Cena brought in the sixth move of Doom, oh and it's that Rosembo punch yes. thing that he learned in Japan or China. This is like the same idea where it's like a rolling elbow. Yeah, I mean a rolling elbow is super da- like so- rolling elbow is Cassius Ono's finisher. Well, not just Ca- well, yes, Cassius Ono's finisher, but it's one of Andrade's like setup moves. Yeah, too. and this is a ripcord one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very short arm ripcord. And- yeah, but I mean the lion salt. Should be there. The code breaker should be there. I love the code breaker. The uh, I love the walls of Jericho. Walls and, of Jericho, and not, and not the WWE version of walls of Jericho, but the WCW one where he actually had the guy like he he would put his knee in, in the guy's neck and wrench him like that. The other one was just a, a modified Boston crab to yeah. me. Yeah, so it was a, a double leg crab. Yeah, exactly. Um, after that, Cody comes down to the ring and he's having an interview with Tony Schiavone, uh, kind of just inter- uh talking about uh what's going on. Uh, Jericho and the inner circle, inner circle interrupt the promo with air horns, and they're just blowing air horns and all that kind of crap. And then they start going back and forth. And Cody's like, you know, unlike the other wrestling company, I'll just come up there and beat the hell out of you. And Jericho was like, you wouldn't do anything. It's one against five. You're not, or one against four. You're not going to be able to get up here because Jake Hager wasn't there. Yeah, it was just Jericho, uh, Santana, Ortiz, and Guevara. Um, then comes out um, Dustin Rhodes to back him up. Then comes out MJF. I'm telling you, MJF is going to set up the biggest heel turn in AEW. Yeah, in AEW, not in the not in the wrestling business right now, because that, that happened, happened on, on NXT. That happened on NXT, but it's going to be the biggest one on AEW when when he he comes out he to costs, help Cody in the in the championship match yeah. and cost him the match. Yeah, exactly. And then DDP comes out as the fourth backup for DDP Cody Rhodes. Yoga. Yeah, his his Titantron said DDPY. He was wearing a shirt that said DDPY. Oh, like, it's great. DDP, just anybody out there who's ever been interested in doing yoga, really look into DDP yoga. That stuff's for real, man. I may look into it myself, personally. Um, They all start making their way up to the stands, and then uh, the inner circle locks himself into the press box, into the uh, the extra, the like, the party box. Yep. C- Cody just punches through the glass and unlocks the door and opens it and just starts beating the hell out of Jericho. It was great. Um, spills out into the concourse. They keep going, uh, and then security has to separate them. 
And Jericho was like, get this man out of here. You can't be doing this in my in my building. Because he was saying it's my AW. I'm yeah. the champion. Well, he is a champion. So yeah. yeah. After that, we have a uh, a like a two teams that lost need to get a win. Mm-hmm. Young Bucks versus the Best Friends. Young Bucks win that match. Um, very good. Um, after the match, the Bucks call out LAX. So that's going to start a feud between them. Yeah. Well, again, it's you have it's, the inner circle. It's the, the inner circle versus the the founding fathers. Yes. So it was very good. Britt Baker video package. Britt Baker DMD because it was in Britsburg. Um, her hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Britsburg, uh, she came out, beat uh, Jamie Hader, uh, smaller, uh, not smaller, but a newer wrestler. Um, good match. Um, yo, Britt Baker's finisher, the uh, mandible claw cross face arm breaker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It is brutal. Yes, it is. <laughs> I won't be surprised if they name it some like, like dental hygiene kind of thing. And they they like the root canal, the root canal, or something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be great if they did that. And then the last match of the night, John Moxley versus Pac. Match didn't even start before John Moxley was blindsided by Pac with the edge of a chair on the back of his head. Yeah. Um, Moxley gets in. It's back and forth match, brutal match between the oh, two of these them. These two guys. And it ends in a draw, a yeah, time a limit time, draw. Time limit draw. Which I think is interesting that they're really bringing in this time limit rule. Yeah, I, I. That's one thing I really enjoy about AEW. These wins and losses are super, super, super important. Yeah, and you can tell that NXT is starting to make their wins and losses that important because yeah, you're seeing certain guys get wins. You're seeing certain guys continue to kind of build their character arc. Like we were saying about Swerve Scott getting that win over Jackson Riker. It yeah. helps build his character yep. up. And Riker's the kind of guy who can afford a loss. Yeah. Neither of these guys could really afford a loss, and it's great that it went to the time limit draw. Yeah. Um. And then it ends, show ends with Moxley doing the dirty deeds and the referee because he's John Moxley. That's what he does. Yeah. So that's AEW in a nutshell. Great show. Oh, but yeah. NXT definitely beat it in terms of wrestling and storylines yeah. this week. No, don't get me wrong. Once that MJF heel turn <laughs> happens, if it doesn't happen on pay per view, if it happens on free TV, yeah, you'll get they'll get the point probably that week, unless something dramatic happens with yeah. with NXT. But yeah, dude, that heel turn this week in NXT, yeah, check mark point yeah. for you. So right now the Wednesday Night War is three to one to NXT. Yeah, even though the ratings don't show that. Yeah, in our opinions, it's three yeah, one NXT. Yeah. So before we go, we have a little bit of a news. WWE 2K20 was released um, this week as of recording this, um, and it tanked. No one likes the game. They think it's too buggy, but it's a WWE game. That's part of its part of its um, charm. Listen, the last it's bugginess. The last time a WWE game was good was SmackDown. Know your role. That's yeah. me. I yeah. Mean, the, the 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 SmackDown games are like my favorite. Yeah. The the, the storylines, the way you can incorporate your characters into the storylines. This is just weird. I I don't I, I play two K eighteen and Julian wants two K twenty. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get it for him, but it's just it's Yeah. So what the the major news was is I mentioned it on Facebook and if you don't follow us on Facebook, you need to follow us on Facebook because it's gonna be a major uh major thing for us. Um because coming soon I'm gonna start doing a live stream series on Facebook uh, I'm not sure when I'll start it yet, but it will be soon, where the Doink books Raw, or the Doink books WWE, where I'm going to be the main one playing through it, um, because Dave and I only really get together twice a week, 
um, once to record. And then another time when we go out on Sundays and hang out with his kids and all that kind of stuff is like buddies. Yeah. We do buddy things on weekends. Um, but this will be some night during the week. Um, and if sometimes Dave can join me, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have you here and uh, we'll be playing through the game together. PS4? PS4. I can just do it online. Yeah, we can do that online yeah, too. Yeah, we can figure it out. Um, but it will be a live stream series. Probably be an hour, an hour and a half, two hours uh, per session once a week generally. Um, unless something comes up, um, whether or not I have jury duty or cause I have jury duty coming up soon. Yay. Um, so that'll be a weekly series, hopefully. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun cause I'll be able to play through a 2k game and actually have a reason to do it. So that was pretty much the it for news. I don't think there was really much else for news this week in nope. terms, except for apparently Fox is done with CM Punk. They're moving on from the whole CM Punk thing. Okay. So Punk might not be coming back to the E even behind the scenes. But we will see. Hey, he could always end up on Raw. Who US, knows? USA would love to have him, I'm sure. Yeah, who knows? But I think that's going to call this episode uh, it for the week. Yes. Um, thank you all so much for coming out. If you guys have anything else that you want us to add, um, definitely let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, message us. Comment on the actual show thread. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. That's all we ask of you guys. You guys help us get through this. Also, stickers are out. Okay. I forgot to mention that. We got our double dunk stickers now. Those will just be things we'll give out. Um, if we run into you guys, we'll give you a few stickers. You can stick them on your car, your phone, whatever. Put them on light posts so it gets around. Put them on a sleeping baby and take a picture. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. We got plenty of stickers for you guys, and we're going to be getting a lot more and a lot more designs because they're not, they're not that expensive. <laughs> I found them really cheap to get them, so definitely going to be worth it. And if you guys uh, continue to like, share, and subscribe, and you haven't got a shirt yet, Definitely just reach out. Um, just reach out and we'll get you a shirt and we'll get you some stickers. Um, so thank you all so much for uh, listening to this episode. And I think we just have two words. Doinks out. Doinks out.